Oh, stock nerds and market lovers. How are you? How are you? How are you? Uh, Danny Stewart uh, is back. Don Vanderbilt, Hunter Mazingo. Uh, I'm Tim Razor. I'm with you. We are live. Whenever you're listening to us, we are live with you, guiding you, talking about markets to give you helpful, useful information that you can apply to your everyday uh, investing and trading lives. So Danny hasn't gotten the flow of the show yet. Danny was gone for one week. One week. One, one week. week and I lost it. <laughs> I don't know if you ever had it. Oh. <laughs> So I think he had it. Ouch! We, ah, that hurts. We, that that barely, really hurts. Barely back yeah. in the studio. Yeah. Hardly <laughs> so sat down. We, already everybody's dogpiling oh, yeah. on Already me. getting all, mollies. All we, <laughs> so Danny loves Danny. So that, that's what, that's what, that's of the. Of course I do. Yes, of course. Danny, What's not to love? Yeah. Danny hey. loves What's him some Danny. Right. So the, the, the thing that makes the show work is we try not to talk too much before the show starts. And that way, nothing feels stale or uh, rehearsed or, or anything <laughs> Rehearsed like that. would be the word. Yeah. <laughs> and so Danny, yeah. honest to God, like, so has something for Don, but can't wait literally the 33 seconds before Zach counts us down to start the show, like get the recorder going, start the show. Danny has to show Don this. And I'm excited to see it. What is it? Oh, well, now oh. we got... You want me to show it now? Yeah, let's yeah. do it. <laughs> we, it can't be rehearsed. Whatever yeah, happens. It just, it just, hold on, I got. Hold on, I got to. I got to get my surprise face. Yeah, ready. get your surprise uh, okay, face okay. going, Don. All right, here they are. Here they are. Hey, it's Don's kiss socks because Don's favorite <laughs> favorite band is Kiss. Perfect. Wow. Which I have no idea why. You know, a couple of good songs, but. I mean, they're not the Rolling Stones. It's not Pink oh, Floyd. You, you I, buy, I just buy him Kiss Socks just to bash him on the show. Why does he like that band anyway? What, Are you going to send them to him? Huh? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but I want to show the listeners. I yes, I'm going to send them. You could have show. You could. I'm not going to wear them. Those you, are the ugliest socks I've ever seen. God said he. <laughs> God said he wear them though. Brutal. Uh, oh, I'll wear them. I know He'll you will. I just want you to Are wear you them with them for Christmas or my. Is that is that going to be my work anniversary? Yeah, you just can't wear them with a suit. You got to wear them like you got to look like an old retired man in Florida, where you wear like a sandals and socks and shorts, and so you got to wear your kiss socks so everybody can see them. When's the last time Don wore a suit? Nineteen seventy four. That he cleans up nice. Uh, uh, there was a funeral I recently attended. Uh, yeah, well, probably, probably <laughs> before that. He, he wedding, to... Weddings, funerals, and church yep. church events. Yep. Um, yep. So I've been. I was thinking about Hunter uh, this week with uh, all the NCAA tournament games going on, mm -hmm. and I've I, I've got a couple things. I got something stockers. I've got uh, inflation. I want to talk about bonds and gold. Danny's got like five different segments all wrapped into one. So it, it's going to be a fun show. Just give me a minute here. Talk to Hunter. I don't get to talk to Hunter too often. So Hunter, you, you gambling on the NCAA tournament? I am not. I did a tournament uh, challenge with my buddies, like five or six of us. We all put in like 25 bucks. And the uh, best bracket is the winner of all the money. So that's the only little thing that I've done. No parlays for me. College basketball, too unpredictable. Very difficult. I was wondering because I, I have barely watched any. Mm -hmm. of it like I, I i honestly don't care and i don't mean that like i don't care like i just i used to think this was the coolest <laughs> thing in the world yep and life when, gets busy man and then I, I don't even i don't know if it, it i think it is a little bit of life gets busy yeah but i also think there's maybe because i'm not younger like life gets busy but yeah, I, yeah. but there's a there's something called the transfer portal now with all college sports where you you know you can leave after a year. You just have to be one year in the end in the NCAA mm -hmm. or, or in, in college basketball to get to the pros mm -hmm. uh, often. And so you're just there for a year, 
and then you're gone. And it's not, it's, it's not guys staying for three and four years or, yep. or, or, or women, whoever your athletes are. It's, it's, they just leave. Like, you just don't even know who these people are. And so, like, I, I don't follow any college basketball until, you know, like until they start putting it on every channel during NCAA tournament time. Right. But I'm wondering for Hunter. Hunter, how old are you? 24, 25, 26? 26. 26. 26. Yep. Have you cared less? about about the tournament you find yourself caring less um you know i mean it's hard to say uh he still he, has time way, he still has time. i, I mean yeah you don't i know that Let's i'm big on march madness i'm a basketball buff like i yeah. love love basketball i shoot basketball almost every day so i i'm biased probably more so than most everyone else but i also am of the opinion that the march madness tournament is probably the greatest sports spectacle that we have i just love the way the tournament is set up where anybody can win anybody can yep. beat anybody no I, so i'm biased I, yeah. would be the no, answer i think, I think. that they're, they're trying to bring that by the way the tournament feel to the nba mm-hmm. less games and uh more more pre- one, yeah more big event more yeah. one and done yeah, yeah. yeah. not yeah. like that first yeah. round of the playoffs they're trying to make that not seven games like it is currently right now one i'd watch one those are great games you know yeah like when it's All one or nothing Yep, I'm I'm all for that, and so it just got me thinking. Like I, I, I don't know what the, we'll find out at the end of the tournament. Like what the betting stats were because betting's supposed to be bringing everybody back in. And Hunter's here saying I didn't do any parlays. It gets too hard and too unpredictable. I'm curious what the numbers are. How how betting how is, it turned out? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But anyway, inflation. So as as listeners know, I am up all hours of the night now with uh, Graham feeding mm-hmm. Graham and. Those feedings uh, are just, it's most like, a hungry boy. Hungry boy. It's like an 11 to 5 schedule, like 11 p.m., 2 a.m., you know, 5. Um, so I'm he's like, regular. Yeah, yes. <laughs> yeah. And so I've switched off Supermarket Sweeps, okay? Spent a little time on Card Sharks. Uh-huh. And now there's a whole channel devoted to what I, as a kid, thought was the greatest game in the history of uh, game shows, Pressure Luck. And if you're not familiar with Pressure Luck, Pressure Luck was this game with the whammies, right? No whammies, no whammies, no whammies, no whammies, no whammies, stop. And so what Pressure Luck would do is you, you'd answer that some questions. That guy looks like the leprechaun. I'm We're going to talk about the leprechaun in a minute. <laughs> so what Pressure Luck would do is make you answer four simple questions, right? Mm-hmm. You buzz in, and that's how you earn spins. And then if you can see this, Daniel, on the screen here, this little uh, light bar, like it goes around. Spin around the frame. Yeah, Yeah, spins around the frame. And then I don't know why they do both, but most contestants, they're like right here, and they're trying to time it. But as they hit the buzzer, they yell stop. So I don't know if stop gets it or the buzzer gets it, right? Seems like there's always a three-second delay anyway. The thing keeps going. You've it's seen true. the show, or you're just making a general No, I've show? seen it like twice. Okay, well, that... Uh, da- so da- I'm not an expert. We should just call this show. Danny has strong opinions on things he's seen twice. <laughs> Perfect. Yes. Yeah. So, um, so th- it goes around, and, and I'm, I've wondered, is this game rigged forever? Right? Like, how, do this, how does the, you know, the electronics work where they're hitting the buzzer, they're yelling stop? Because when the host, uh, not Fred Travelina, Fred something or other, uh, I think he's a good host, uh, he'll demonstrate how it works at the beginning of each show, of each episode, and he'll say, stop. And the thing just stops. And so he didn't have a buzzer. Who's hitting the buzzer for the host? 
ever since I was a little dude, I'm thinking this thing is rigged. Turns out it's not rigged. Okay. Okay. But, and I, by the way, even though I, I questioned its validity, I still thought it was the greatest game show in the history of game shows. So pause there. I'm watching Card Shark. Okay, which is just blackjack except with giant cards. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> really? I, I yeah, yeah. Card, card, card sharks. sharks yeah, and oh, sure. oh, and and by the way, uh, taking 1984s. It's a it, card sharks channel on Buzzer TV is 1986 card sharks. Boy, it's a different world. I need how to they get talk. you a list of good shows to watch. Yeah, you, we need some recommendations. No, these yeah, are clearly. these are good shows. <laughs> so this fellow on card sharks won. Thirty four thousand dollars in nineteen eighty four or nineteen eighty six. So on your screen, go to my screen. I've got an inflation calculator, nineteen eighty four to twenty twenty two, and like one dollar from nineteen eighty four now equals two dollars and seventy three cents because inflation is top of mind, right? So I'm with Tanya, right? I'm like, I wonder what the, that money is worth because these dudes, when he won third, by the way, in one Card Sharks um, uh, extra bonus round, you can win up to thirty two thousand dollars by just uh, compounding your bets. And so, or I'm a little bit of a parlay. And so, uh, this dude won $34,000. I'm like, well, how much money is that? What does that add up to? $92,000 in 1984 dollars. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, now I'm like, oh, that's a lot of money. So, just now- like college, college education. Your con- contribute. Can we just talk about your contributions to the show so far? No, 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 no. I'm telling you that that thing back then, if college was like thirty thousand oh. dollars, now it's a hundred thousand. Understood. Per, okay. per year, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. I yeah, still yeah. want to talk deeper. And, the and show you do me. know that the cost of college went up eight percent on average ever since the government got involved in the seventies. Oh, you mean with with, with with loans? Well, yes, with they, fed, with they got involved in guaranteeing loans, which made the just like free right. money now. Right. We'll talk about that later. So. Thank you. Um, you, can't, you can't derail this segment. So <laughs> hard as you may try. Oh, yeah. Hard as you may try. You have to be on the rails first. So now, yeah. back to the leopard. <laughs> oh, sorry. Her I feelings. Didn't, you, I didn't you, think you were going to get that. I didn't think I was going to come for you. Sorry. First. That just came out. I, yeah. All right. All right. So this dude right here, the leprechaun, his name is Michael Larson. Michael Larson is amazing. And so in 1984... He, you can Google this, uh, Michael Larson. What Michael Larson did was he saw this game show, thought it was the greatest thing ever, taped every episode every day, and memorized. He, Danny, he memorized. Oops, sorry. I just went to something I didn't want to go to. <laughs> Wait. You're going to click out of that screen? All no, right, there we, we go. Yep, here we he, he railing it himself. No, no, no. He memorized the patterns. So he figured out there were four different light patterns for one game. And there were a bunch of different boards, right? A bunch of, two boards. Two boards, four light patterns. Yes. So you just memorize the combos and, yeah. But can we just talk about, the, like, this dude is really bright. Like, 1984? 1984, taping it on a VCR. I could, you couldn't even get your, your clock to stop blinking 12 right, on, in 1984 right, on a VCR. Right. You're buying and this guy is rewinding it and figuring out the patterns of when you would get Money plus a spin, where the whammy would show up, and and how to get the maximum amount of dollars. In 1984, CBS, which ran the show just like they ran Price is Right, has a cap of $25,000. That you can win. Okay. That's it. 
Once you make $25,000 on a game show, you're done. Because CBS, can't, they can't afford it anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? And, and very few people would get to that cap. They, you would no longer be the champion. Once you hit 25000 right, you're done. Done. Yeah. Kind of like in Vegas. You make too much money at the things, they kick yes. you out of the casino. Danny, yeah. this dude took CBS to the cleaners, which is the equivalent of card counting. He, right. he memorized right. the patterns right. for $110,000 on one show. Uh, this dude with his brain, this is why, this is, by the way, this is why I love the stock market. This is what, like, he, he used his brain and he took CBS to the tune of $110,000. And so now, with inflation, Daniel, how much is that? So we're going to go to 110. Got the extra zero in there. Let's hit calculate. That's $300,000. That's, that's, Oodles. Amazing. That's above a number. It's oodles. It's $1984. And CBS didn't want to pay him. Like they, they, they're like, you're cheating. He's like, no, I'm not. You're cheating. No, I'm not. They made movies about this. I had no idea. It's probably a Netflix special somewhere out there, right? It's, uh, it, well, I think Game Show Network. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Anyway, he ended up losing his money after, after a while and he got arrested on the scam. Could you imagine? In a different time. <laughs> Right. Yeah, there's a whole thing. Different so, scam? D- yeah. Different scam. But this isn't illegal what he did. But CBS didn't want to pay him. And finally, they relented and paid him his money. But he, he had no, he had, I don't think he had two dimes to rub to, him, to his name. He went out to studio, Television City in Hollywood. He went out there on his own and pretty much begged to get onto the show. Right. Produ- one producer says no. A second overriding producer liked his hard luck story and put him on the show. And then he actually gets in. Yeah. He gets in. And so CBS, like the producers are calling CBS legal during the show. This dude's at $50,000. This dude's at $75,000. This dude just hit $100,000. We got to do something. Could you imagine being a fly on the wall in that producer room? Like while that's going live oh and you my can't God. stop it? No. Like he you, just keeps winning? You can't. Because yeah. there's a live studio. Right. Audience. What are like, you going to do? You, you <laughs> can't just stop and go no more. <laughs> yeah. Somebody's probably like, turn the power off to the building. They'll they'll lose all credibility. Right, yeah, like you can't. Oh, man. Not unlike unlike what the government did in the flash crash of 2015, or no, excuse me, 2012, where they canceled all the trades when the the algorithms went crazy and they just said, no, no, you didn't make the money. We're going to zero out all those trades. Or not unlike current times with the nickel market in the LME, the London Metals Exchange, where they're just like, no, we're not going to honor those margin calls. We're just going to let this go until this guy who controls billions of dollars of nickel until he becomes solvent again. See how I did that? That's Connecticut School of Broadcasting, bringing it back to what Pressure Luck got into a jam there. They ended up paying him his money. And the London Metals Exchange, and by the way, the U.S. stock market, they just changed the rules. Not unlike what they did with GameStop, and uh, all the other meme stocks. AMC. AMC. Oh, yeah. No, 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 you, oh, yeah. Can't, 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 but you can only sell. If you don't them. like what you're doing, we're yeah. going to change yeah. the rules. Oh, no. Yeah. Just know that it always exists. And the, one of the most fun examples you can look about not changing the rules is press your luck. Yeah, I did that. I saw that. Danny's got a lot to talk about. And Danny wants to talk about, um, I, I th- let me lead Danny in real quick. Uh-oh. Yeah, let me um, let me lead Daniel in here, Uh-oh. because I think it's important uh, before we journey in uh, into stocks and markets and everything that you come here for. So, Daniel, 
um, we talk to a ton of people. I, I refer to Danny as America's fiduciary. Whether you're a client or not, come in. Uh, you can come into the shop. You can call. We Zoom. Whatever you want to do. And Danny will talk to you, and he'll give you his best advice or guidance. You know, we don't. A lot of the times, people are calling not just like, "Hey, what stock's going up?" Danny doesn't do that call. It's, "Hey, I've got X Y Z annuity that I can't believe I'm paying this fee on, or can you help me?" We don't sell insurance. Uh, we don't sell annuities. Danny has an insurance license in case he needs to help somebody. But we, we as a firm, do not sell those products. But things come up time to time that really strike me as poignant, and, and I know about these because we have a morning call or Danny makes the point to tell us about them. And look, uh, without getting into specifics, uh, there are a couple types of powers of attorney. And as you get older, it may behoove you, and I'd like you to speak to the two different types and what they entail. Okay. It may behoove you to look into this type of power of attorney or just know about it in case something happens to a loved one. Because the time to act isn't when the events happen. Yes. The time to act is, or, or just make yourself aware is now, just like the time to investigate your life insurance policy or, or what, how it all works, it's really hard to do when you're emotional. And so, with Danny, what are the two different powers of attorney? If you can. Well, so you've got limited power of attorney, which limits, it, it outlines the specific things you can act or be an agent for that person on. Mm -hmm. And then the most common is durable power of attorney, which means they can act on all your stuff. So if you give someone your durable power of attorney, that means they can... While you're gone, they can you can still act on this stuff yourself, mm -hmm. but then they can go transact business on your behalf. Now let me ask you want. a very pointed question: When would you want to use? Now, when, but hang on, I think you're it. talking about one more thing that's not power of attorney. I think you're talking about guardianship. Oh yes, thank so, you. So so the reason this is important, folks. We we've got some clients that are seasoned; they're retired, and so one of the spouses either starts having some problems or gets forgetful, gets dementia, Alzheimer's, whatever it is. And the problem with a durable, so when that starts to happen and this creep starts to come in where they, they mental creep, where they, they have these moments, they can be taken advantage of, or they can be forgetful, or the, the house cleaner can, you know, I mean, you've heard the stories, I don't have to go into it, but the problem with a durable power, and, but also they get kind of irate or irrational at times, they get frustrated, and they get defensive. Understandably. Yeah, yeah yes, under, no, I'm not, I'm yeah. not. Not, oh, no, I know that. Yeah, yeah, and, and, and they get non-compliant. And when that happens, and, and if they get frustrated, and they also get paranoid, and so they think that their spouse or their, their kids or sibling or whatever, whoever's kind of trying to help take care of them, they, they worry that they're not acting in their best interest. And so at any time, they can actually revoke a, a power of attorney. You can revoke a power of attorney at any time just by saying, I'm revoking that. I'm not, it's no longer valid. and so. Power of attorneys a lot of times are not the best way to do it. Sometimes you want to do what's called a guardianship, and that's only in the more extreme cases where it's pretty bad. And and but you, but again, you got to do it. You know, it's easier to do it when they're agreeable and they agree to do it, and they're they're signing off. But basically, the other person, the person that doesn't have the issue, becomes their legal signer if you will they actually control everything and it but it, it does strip away 
that person with the problem, their ability to transact, they are no longer, it's almost like a, a handicapped child or whatever. You're actually now going to be the person in charge of that person, of that other person. Right. But it's a way to protect, well, against elderly abuse, against fraud, against all kinds of stuff. And so that's, that's kind of where so sometimes power of attorney isn't just enough. A lot of people go, oh, well, I've got power of attorney over my husband. So if, if you know, during his bad spells, when he's not lucid, th- this will be fine. Well, then all of a sudden he revokes that. And, you know, and so, but you need to talk to a lawyer about it that, that does estate planning and elderly care. And if, look, we do a lot of this stuff free for clients, but whether you're a client or not, if you have questions on on what we talk about on the show in this regard, like this, it probably comes off. I, I'm afraid when I talk about this stuff on the show with folks that it comes off as some kind of sales pitch, and it's not. Yeah, no. Look, these are real heartfelt issues here, um, and those who have gone through these issues, and we don't make any revenue at all. We don't no. make a dime off that. No, and, and 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 the folks that go through these issues that haven't prepared before, you you know, in their hearts, they wish they did. And so we, we try to remind you occasionally or when the opportunity presents itself, just call. Like, you don't get, I swear to you, you you're, not gonna put into a, you're not getting put into a sales cycle. We don't have that here. If you want to ask questions and go away, you're absolutely free to do that. You can even email, and we're not going to spam you. We just want you to get whatever questions you have answered or the help you need and point you in the right direction because, look, the... Shockingly, uh, for a lot of folks here, the business model is help. Give, give the information to people that they need to make good decisions, and our, our business will flourish because we treat people the way you would want to be treated. So don't ever worry about asking those really difficult questions. 855-732-5932 or 855-REAL-WEALTH is how you uh, get a hold of us. Or Dan at Revere Asset if you're uh, so inclined. Let me just show people that real quick. Look, go to the new website. If you're like, Tim, I don't know how to get a hold of you guys. Uh, if you're on your mobile device, hit the contact button. You can get contact right there. Or if you're on your mobile device with your phone, right, your phone, just hit the little phone icon, and it dials the number right away. Okay, so now, you want to talk about a lot of economic issues. Folks like it when you get uppity. When you're talking about the, like, they like it when you... Uh, get they, animated? Yes, and so if you could pretend that you have a flaming hemorrhoid right now... <clears throat> Uh, did you get that, Zach? He didn't get that. I was uh, oh, sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, let me make sure I capture that in every <laughs> second of HD on he, YouTube. He, he looked like and that it. shouldn't be on the tile. That, uh, no. no, that, no <laughs> yeah. they, well, speaking of the tile. <laughs> You're right. That shouldn't if, be on the tile. If you yeah. can do a flaming hemorrhoid with uh, Danny. I don't, like, I don't think I can. I don't think, you know, that might be. What about a car? That You know the cars about that like do a, the hydraulics? Let's go vi- visual. How about like a comet? Flaming? Oh, a flaming comet coming out Over of Danny's Over Don's butt. head with a star on his face for the kiss. I don't know. I don't, okay, I don't, look, the star on, on the face. I don't, I don't think that's a good idea. I need you all like, the, like, I need I've, all I've heard some bad ideas. Yeah. Hunter's reaction there was classic. Like, Hunter's heard some bad ideas on this show. No, no. And that one might have been the worst one. Like, it's Zach, fine. It's Zach fine. just mistakenly cut to you, Hunter, as you were making that face, and I saw it, and I'm like, oh, my gosh. That's the can we mistakenly. Get, yeah, yeah, can we? No mistakes here. Can we? Can we get Hunter's reaction to Danny's comment coming out of his butt? You know, I don't, I don't know if I can. Yeah, that's a challenge. But hey. look, I got some. Look, the press your luck thing earlier was good. Oh, you like that? I we I got some ideas. All right. Oh, the Lucky Charms Leprechaun in the press your luck bubble. Okay, the, all right. I, I do want to do the kiss thing. All right, Danny. Danny had things to say. Danny, what's going yeah, on? Yeah, yeah, let's, on, get, let's on, keep on. the show yeah, moving. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, so Tim, you were talking about inflation earlier. 
and and you know the, the compounding and the problem with it right i had honest to god have no idea that what i i know you mentioned you had some topics you wanted to talk about yeah but just by luck i found i stumbled upon pressure luck earlier this week i've been watching it at oodles had the thought about Inflation, inflation that you can then tie in uh-huh. it's like i'm a mensa graduate of the canadian school of broadcasting upstairs. well let's not go overboard even a y'all blind are, squirrel y'all gets, are on the same wavelength yeah man <laughs> even a blind right. squirrel gets nut every once in a while anyway so so i want to talk about real estate stocks the fed and this economist michael Pino. Okay. okay now so i had a i had a client call or text me actually a couple days ago and said hey my my neighbor's thinking about selling 28. He's got 20 acres. He's thinking about selling for a couple million bucks. Is that a good, now this is out of state up in the Northwest, but he, he sends me thinking, hey, is that a good deal? And I'm like, I don't know. Is $100,000 an acre a fair price up there? I'm not sure about that market you're in, but I can tell you that right now, right now, if you want to, if you're planning on selling real estate anytime in the next couple of years, now would be one heck of a time to, to do it because it's a seller's market and the Fed is about to raise interest rates. And that's going to put a damper on real estate. Mortgage papers already uh, s- slowed down and the real estate number just came out this morning. New home sales for February was down uh, uh, a decent amount. So in any event, I came across, I follow this guy named Michael Penno, And I, with this disclaimer, he is a gr- he's a good economist. He follows the Fed. He understands macroeconomics. How, how do you spell that? Pento? P-E-N-T-O. P-E-N-T-O. And if you want the article, I'll be happy to send it to you folks. But, but he, he, he is also a perma bear. So with that disclaimer, because he's been saying these same things for a couple, three, four years now, and it quite hasn't come to fruition. So you need to, but that's why you need to have a sell discipline and watch price and volume. But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read Seriously. Uh, no, I thought you were going to say a sell discipline, and, and I'm not making this up. When you said price and volume, in my head, I heard price is right. <laughs> okay, you Tim, get off the game Tim. shows. Yeah, Let's, you got to yeah. listen. I'm calling your wife tonight, and I'm telling her she's got to get up with the baby tonight because Tim's got to sleep all the yeah, way through the night. Right. Tim, Tim can't do this before the show. It'll fall <laughs> apart. All right. <laughs> Bob Barker. Yeah. All right. Uh, All right. I already told you guys we actually had to go up on the prices, right? My coach won the showcase. Anyway. I'd love to see that episode. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I mean it. I want to find that one. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I met Bob along with his three supermodels standing up there, these Amazon women, like six foot three. Um, <laughs> probably, probably want to <laughs> mark that tall. tape and take that out yeah, there, yeah. Uh, Zach. No, no, no. No, no that's, that's, what he, that's what it was back then in the 80s. All right. Now, so, so Michael Penno, Michael Penno, Michael wrote, Penno. wrote this wrote this article, and he said the post-rake hike rally won't last much longer, okay? Now, I'm going to read. Normally, I don't like to read, but I'm going to read this because it's got a lot of facts in there. Okay, he said, recent stock market rally is a trap. Uh, Wall Street is vastly underestimating how hawkish the Fed will have to go to fight inflation. He goes, "Um, how much weaker earnings and GDP growth will become as a result of Powell finally becoming enlightening. Uh, and he said, this epiphany, Powell's epiphany, is the result of the me- huge rise in shelter costs, which are soaring out of control. And he realizes now that the pop in the housing bubble is necessary in order to vanquish inflation. That's what Michael uh, Penno is saying. So he said, look, home values, home prices have uh, surpassed median salaries in 25 and 30." 
eight metropolitan cities. Here's the deal. Rent prices have surged nearly 20% nationwide year over year. And in the Sun Belt, they've skyrocketed 50%. So 30% of these total properties are owned by Wall Street investors. Okay? So then he goes on to say, and this is where he's absolutely right. I've said all along the Fed causes these boom and bust cycles. What would you expect when the Fed guarantees money for nothing? Wall Street uses the cheap money to purchase massive tracts of land, single homes, and then with these cash deals, they rent them out to would-be first-time home buyers that can't afford, their, but they're, because they're priced out of buying a home by this very process. So even though interest rates are almost at historical lows or were, the home prices have doubled or tripled in value, and so you're, you have to borrow a lot more. It's pricing people out. And this is all the while, and so, so Wall Street wins by profiting in the rising real estate prices as well as the increased cash flow from rents. And all the while, the Fed professes caring about the, the, the American dream and the little guy, and they're actually creating more of an income disparity. Okay. So now, here's his key, a couple of his key points. This is why the Fed will have to now fight inflation aggressively, at least until the credit markets melt down. And Tim, you alluded to this a few weeks ago. Um, 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 you know, they talked about raising uh, lending 50 basis points. And more importantly, they're going to take money out of the money supply. He says, destroying the, uh, destroy the base money supply. I call it the free reserves, right? Um, and he said, you know, the uh, pre Fed President uh, Bullard, St. Louis Fed President Bullard and, and Governor Christopher Walker are also clamoring for a 50% basis rise even twice and a 3% Fed funds rate by the end of the year. Now, here's where we start to get into the, the nuts and bolts of it, okay? Um, he said, he said uh, despite the hawkish Fed, uh, this, so he's going back and he's saying what Wall Street will tell you is that the last times that we've had a Fed tightening cycle, the last bunch of times, that the stock market on average was up about 8% the 12 months later, okay? But he said, in contrast, this, this tightening cycle will be very different. He said, first of all, inflation, we were talking about being at 40-year highs, Tim. But if you actually calculate CPI like they used to in the 70s, they've changed the way they count, they've massaged the methodology, inflation is at the highest it's ever been. It's never been this high if you count it like we used to. Now, the economy, and he said, now we're tightening. Normally, the Fed tightens when it's a strong economy, but now we're tightening into a weakening economy. And we've mentioned this, this as well. So GDP growth, um, Q1, 21, Q4, 21 GDP growth was 6.9, but Q1 GDP growth is estimated to be 1.3. So it's literally slowed down by 80%. The EPS, the earnings per share growth of S&P companies last year was 40%, and the first half of this year, it's projected to be 5%. So you're having the most rapid deceleration uh, in one of the most rapid in history while the Fed is going to tighten. Remember, we always say they're, they're late to the grant game. Um, he also mentions that the spread between the two 10-year is only 20 basis points, so long as shorter-term rates are almost even with long-term rates. And when they invert, so short-term rates are higher than long-term rates, that is one of the biggest indicators of recession. Now, it happened the last seven out of 10 times 
But really what happens is the, if the inversion stays for longer than two, three months, the three times that it didn't cause a recession, it inverted only for a short while, a few months, and then uninverted. The other seven times, it, it stayed inverted. Now, here's the problem. So every time the, the yield curve inverts doesn't necessarily mean there's a recession, although it's about 70%. But every time we have a recession, the yield curve is inverted. So it is just one indicator uh, to keep an eye on. Um, um, may uh, I, while you uh, find your next place, okay. may I show you something on the screen? Jump in here. I'm going to jump in here. Yeah. So uh, look at this FedWatch tool from the CME Group, and I, this is really interesting. So there's a so we're a, over a month out right. uh, from the May right. fourth Fed meeting, right? right? Fifty to seventy-five basis points is only at twenty-seven percent. You can see that on the screen, right? Right. Seventy-five to a hundred right now is tracking at a seventy-two percent probability. You. Bring in. Read that. Repeat that in plain English to people. Oh, okay. Half a percent to three quarters of a percent is the probability uh-huh. of that happening uh-huh. is about 30%. The market believes there's a 30% chance of half a percent to three quarters. Right. Okay. 73% of the market believe. It's a half a point. It's three quarters to 1%. Okay, higher, higher, okay. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. If the Fed comes in and does three quarters of a percent, it's not what the market. Now, this tells me the market is trying to figure out. This tells me that based on what TNX is doing. So uh, here's the professional money. They're hedging their bets. Really, the bottom line. And this this Daniel has to also coincide with. And I, I, I want to get back to this, I just, but, okay. but it, it fits here. Okay. This also coincides with what's happening with bond prices oh, yeah, and yeah, gold. Yeah. And, and I believe, now I can't prove this, in the history of monetary history, in the history of monetary history, where I, I'm quite sure there's governments that have done it, but not at this scale. Right now, the United States and the rest of the Western world is seizing assets most people, when they want a safe haven, it's two places, right? U.S. denominated, U.S. dollar denominated bonds or government bonds and gold. The right. government right now is seizing assets of oligarchs and, and, and a whole country. This isn't Iran sanctions. This is a G20 nation. This is much bigger. And so if you're going to do... I don't mean to trivialize this, but if you're going to do wrong in the world, the real possibility going forward is that we just take it, right? That's what we're done. Are we ever going to give it back? What are the, what are the stipulations for giving the money back? There is no, there's no path back to normality. Well, that's a geopolitical, uh, yeah, yeah. So, so where do you put your money if you're not going to put it in government bond, United States government bonds? Gold. Right, right. Which well, drives uh, rates higher. Uh, no, 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 I get that. But here, here's the big takeaway. Forget about the Russian oligarchs. Forget about Ru- They're talking about shrinking their balance sheet, okay? So the last time they tried to do this, okay, was uh, October of 2017. They slowly started draining the balance sheet, shrinking their balance sheet, right? And then they also started to have rate rises. And remember, I told you that 
taking the money out of the money supply would cause rates mm-hmm. to rise more than actually just making it making yeah. by declaration increasing the Fed funds rate by half percent. Okay, but they were just doing that with baby steps last time, and they took out six billion of Treasuries and four billion of mortgage backs a month. They just cut it by ten billion a month when they were buying, you know, hundred billion a month, right? Supporting it. And that caused the market, the reduction caused the market, that was only $600 billion per year, and that caused the market to have a fit, and they reversed course in, in the fall of 2018, the stock market melted down and Powell promised to stop raising rates, and he backed off. Now, with this QE program, okay, they're talking, remember, our, 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 after the, great, the economic crisis of 2008, the Great Recession, the Fed's balance sheet was at $4.4 trillion. It's now at $9 trillion. They never deleveraged. They doubled them. They, they doubled up. They let all the corporate, they took all the, all the banks off the books. So here is his comments. Again, he's been saying this for years and he's been wrong for a long time. At some point, he'll be right. But he said, this hike, hiking cycle is totally incomparable to any other. We will have an extremely negative effect on record high values in the equity market and real estate bubbles. There are times when investing without any hedges at all is worth the risk. This is definitely want, not one of those occasions. I would add the caveat or have a sell discipline. You have to have either hedges or a sell discipline in this market. It's too dangerous. And then he says this bear, this bear market bounce gives the investors one last chance to prepare for one of the worst crashes in history. He's been saying that for a long time. So he's a great economist, but he's a little bit hyperbolic. He says the last sentence is, the time to get your portfolio on board, uh, the four horsemen of the economic apocalypse, is probably just a couple months away. So he's predicting within a couple months we're going to have a 1929-like crash. All right, let's follow him and see if that's true. He's been saying that for a while, so I don't know. And again, the problem with making predictions is that you got to let you— So what we do here at Revere is we actually measure what is happening while it's happening and make adjustments accordingly. We look at price and volume, and we don't try to guess. Most economists I know are lousy money managers, um, um, whether they're right or not. And remember, you know, Japan had this massive monetization of everything, of all assets, and their currency didn't collapse. You hear all these doom and gloomers saying the dollar's done, and now with petrodollars, because China now is negotiating to deal with uh, Arab, or to buy Saudi Arabia oil directly. They don't have to actually do it through U.S. dollars. And everybody says that's going to be the end of the dollar. Folks, we're a long way away from that, even though that's hyperbolic scare, in my opinion. We still are the strongest economy in the world, and, it, and, and it's a ways off. Now, here's, the, here's on the flip side, here's what you could see, Tim, because I, I, my mind is I'm flexible enough to know that I've got to be supple enough in my mind that, that the market could go up or the market could go down. I have no idea, and I'm going to measure it. Interest rates. Everybody thinks bonds are going to sell off crazy because Powell's about to raise interest rates. Folks, think about this. If he raises rates by proclamation or by decreasing the money supply, sucking it out, so there's less supply, but the demand stays the same, that has the effect of rising rates. If interest rates rise enough, Tim, like you were saying, and the market starts to sell off, the stock market starts to go down badly, you actually could see, quote, a flight to quality, like you were saying, where you'll see gold and treasuries, and interest rates could actually have an initial decrease in price, increase in yield and interest rate, and then because the stock market starts selling off, 
everybody flies, floods back into bonds and they could actually, interest rates could go down and the Fed could lose control of the treasury market because they would, they, they demand just because they're still deemed as safe. And that's why you've got to watch what is happening while it's happening. But what the Fed, I will agree with Michael Penno here, what the Fed is doing is very dangerous. Number one, they're late in the game. And now they're trying to play catch up and now they're trying to play catch up way too fast. And you know why they finally are now playing catch up? Because the normal, regular blue collar people, the union guy, everybody is now bitching and moaning saying, well, you know, my, my food and energy just went up 15%. My, my rents just went way up. And now they're, people are screaming in the streets. And so now it's got their intention. We've been saying this for years. You can't, you can't just flood the economy the economy with money. Now they've got to figure out how to take it out. And that's going to get ugly. Right. The 10 year, uh, 10 year notes are a hundred percent off the lows. So 10 year, 10 year treasuries are now uh, up a hundred percent. Yeah. From the lows. Um, look, the, I, you're talking about the yield. Yeah. So what's interesting, and then we'll get to the stocks and other stuff, but what to me, I want to go back to the end of the year show. Um, where where I came out, and it looks it looks horrible right now. I said housing is going to be, end up being your number one sector. I, I I in hindsight, I still actually believe that a little bit, and I'm going to explain that because someone's going to go. That's a horrible prediction. By the way, it's why predictions are really tough. Like measuring what's happening and and taking action is exactly what you need in this environment and all environments because. You know, you start with a million dollars, and then before you know it, a 30% sell-off happens. You just lost $300,000, and people don't do that math. Right, and any time you make a prediction, like yeah. you say, I think this is likely to happen, yeah. folks, that's not how we manage money. No. We don't, we, that's got nothing, he's just giving you his opinion of what he thinks might happen. That doesn't mean it's going to. I said it, and, yeah, yeah. I said it with what you said, though, in mind, that the Fed, like, like take Zach or, or me, like, uh, we, we, we need a bigger home. Me and Tanya. And yeah, yes. Well, yeah. me and Zach could live together. Zach, if we live together, I think we'd, we, you'd like the game shows I watch. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I'd, I'd be all about that. Those were great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Buzzer channel, me yeah. and Zach, some coffee. Here for um, But I said that if, and we can go back at the end, end of this year and kind of rehash it. The government or the Fed is going to have to cause demand destruction in the housing market to make it more affordable to get people to come back in. Yes. And, Besides and, Wall Street investors, and, and yes, I, I still believe. And, and let me put my Tim Turpeter on. Yeah. What that means is he's good. They're going to have to force house prices to come down, yes. so people can afford them. But the problem is, the the so the problem with that prediction, which who the heck, who cares about the prediction, is the supply is not there right now. So you you so when we talked about this last week, and um, how do you make a smooth landing? How do you? Bring it down. Well, you get the landing gear A controlled down. descent. It's really hard to do because right now, because of because of the supply chain constraints and labor constraints, there's there's no there's no the supply needs to build up, which is going to take six months, seven months of them building homes. To, to get the supply up to drive the price down, but KB Homes yeah, but, isn't but wait, do that. But, but wait a minute. Part of that is not part of that though is the low interest rates and the free money. In other words, yeah. because you made money so cheap right. and they got to do something with that money, 
you got these big funds that just go buy tracts of land, build homes, and 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 sell them. And if you didn't have that creation in the first place, you wouldn't have artificially driven up oh, the price of homes. You're finding no argument here. But the the, the problem with this, I, I'm, I'm pointing out this very. I made the prediction for to, to, to guide through 2022. Right, sure. Like so, we could talk about it in real time as the government's trying to cause demand destruction in right. certain industries right. to bring prices down. The problem with causing demand destruction is the people that could barely afford or, or that were affording homes at 2%, two percent, two and a quarter percent, thirty-year mortgages. Right, mm-hmm. they've more than doubled. Got it. And so now you're, you're, you're well, also when you bring prices down, how many jobs are you going to lose? How many people are you going to put out of work? Right. How, that's why you want a stable currency and quit manipulating the damn thing. It's the bottom the, line. The, the next six months. And so, but, but, but when the market's going higher, like we're all, or, or everybody lower, loves it. Yeah. No, no, we're always looking for reasons. Right, right, right. And so I threw out the, it, not mine, by the way, not, not my thought process here. I threw out what I had seen on um, a couple sites in Twitter that the reason why the market was just able to magically lift, and it's a number of things. It's algorithms. It, it gets stretched. It's math. But the fun one, and I know you didn't listen to last week's show because you were too busy in the family roadster not letting AK drive because, because you don't believe in AK's driving abilities. Well, I'm, you've said that. How old is she? I've never said that. Oh, how? Never not? said that. <laughs> oh, wait a second. Don is, Don is. I, have ne- I said I was a better driver than her. That's all. <laughs> what does that imply? It, uh, it depends on what the definition that I'm, of. I'm, I'm, I'm an excellent driver, and she's very, very good. One second. Dan- <laughs> can, can we get Danny Clinton, Bill Clinton's uh, twin brother, to go with what the definition of it <laughs> is? Is, 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 yeah. is, yes. <laughs> what do you think not as good as me means? Well, they were in Colorado, snow. You had to put snow tires on, right? Get chains and stuff. Oh, she always wants me to drive through the, in Colorado. I mean, come because on. you're so good. Inclement no, weather. Well, she's not. She's from Texas. She's never had. Doesn't have a lot of experience driving on ice. They've got snow out in uh, where? Where's the Panhandle? Amarillo. Big, well, yes, they do, Tim. Yes, Amarillo by morning. And Big Ben too. That in Texas? Oh my gosh! <laughs> where were we? Uh, we, were, we were at demand destruction. Anyway, yeah. to track all this in real time. Isn't it, Pennsylvania a suburb of New York? <laughs> <laughs> you tell that to the Poconos. <laughs> yeah. You know yeah. what? Housing is so bad um, in that part of the, part of the country, mm-hmm. like in, in expensive, mm-hmm. that every day there are buses that leave Scranton and uh, Wilkes-Barre area, if you're familiar. If you don't know that area, that's coal country. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's also where The Office was, you know, the TV right, show, right. The Office. The buses, like um, really nice luxury type Greyhound buses mm-hmm. into the city and back, into the city and back to take workers because mm-hmm. it's too, it's just too. too Probably, oh, yeah. yeah, gas. Yeah. Well, now with gas too. Anyway, look, uh, it'll be interesting to see how this all happens and, and plays out. The, 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 just to put a button on this, and I want to get to Hunter. And Don, I'm sorry, I had things to poke you with this week, but I, I didn't need to get to them because Danny was here. Every seven minutes. No, no, that I happens. was. Yeah. <laughs> no, every seven minutes last week's show, I had something for Don to just tweet. I'm surprised you didn't do, do one of those like blow up punching dolls, clowns over here and 
in my seat, and every time you, you wanted to, you yeah, just whack punch it, it every once in a while. We should do that next look, time. Look, he's thinking about it. That look, look you can see him thinking about it. Going, <laughs> <laughs> can I get one of those on Amazon? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, yeah. He's, Danny's right. I literally was like, how did I miss that? Yeah, now? yeah. But we'll just put a little picture of Dan's face and glue it on the front I'm, of that I'm just trying. Over. Zach, can yeah. you pull up Danny's fake head? 100%. There it is. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just trying to get that fake head to spin. Like the old fake head. Yeah, that fake head. Like Danny's fake head. Uh, like you know, like in the transitions on Batman and Robin from the sixties. Yeah. yeah, like I want to get your head to spin when we do transitions. It'd be a good transition. Oh, yeah, that'd yeah. be good. Yeah, yeah right. Because Danny, it you think Zach is that talented? He can pull that off. Whoa! Whoa! whoa throw down whoa, the gauntlet! Wow! Throw down the gauntlet! On the show, he's called challenge. Me out now. Challenge! Challenge! Wow. Hurtful. Man. We have to do challenge. something about that. So, yeah. to put a button on this, Danny, I'm going to say I'm only going to say this because I need to see your. Go go to the camera reaction for Danny. The reason, the reason, <laughs> Daniel, that the market is elevated, is, has gone up a little bit, is because the market people, like the, the mutual funds, pension hedge funds, they're already pricing in QE5. Ooh, I, I don't know. I, I, I can't really speak to their reasoning. I can tell you right now the market's showing little bit of strength you know it's not not selling off in in light of this this proposed tightening i think mm-hmm. that might have happened the last couple of months i think it's already telegraphed that um if they come out and surprise us here i'll, I'll tell you one thing tim if 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 powell really wants to get people uh, attention right. with their pants down rather than waiting to the fomc meeting in march i'm going to predict here that they're going to come out intra meeting in between the meetings before March, sometime in, in next month, mm-hmm. uh, in, because we're in, in get... April, and I think they're going to do a surprise 25 basis point, maybe even 50, but because 25 we're, Because bits. we're going to get CPI and we're going to get the inflation numbers for, April, for, for March. Early yeah, they're in not April, slowing down. And yeah. They don't meet again formally till yeah. Right, right. Yeah. They don't to make the decision. Right. So when they do intra-meetings, that's really, that's really like, hey, pay attention, I'm serious. Yeah. Now, I will say... And I've said this all along. And you can go back and listen to old podcasts, listen to my comments. What I think is going to happen is they're going to start to try to tighten. They're going to pull out money out of the sun, uh, money supply, meaning they're going to stop buying as many bonds. They're going to slow down the rate of purchases. That's going to cause rates to rise. I think your market's going to be have a little bit of a fit. And at some pain threshold, I don't know whether that's 15% down or 20 or what, they're going to reverse course and say, uncle, I don't think they can stay the course and do what they're proposing without causing literally a 40, 50% decline in, in stock and real estate prices to reset because you're going to wring out all the growth. By the way, a lot of their projections aren't properly inflation adjusted. In other words, the stuff that they're putting out there now, you still got to lower those more than what they're what they're saying they are they're putting a rosy political spin on it but i don't think he's got the wherewithal to stay the i think you're going to see a couple months of them talking tough and then them saying uncle but that's one reason so right now is the is probably one of the worst times you could just have a a pie chart asset allocation and hope for the best you know what don said that was interesting last week that the Jacksonville Jaguars have the best quarterback in the division. I don't think that's true. There's been some moves. 
as Don crunches the quarterback numbers. Don, who are the quarterbacks in the AFC? It's the AFC South now, right? Yep. Who who are the quarterbacks of the AFC? Tannehill. Tannehill in. Um, I like how you say it's. I've heard Tannehill, but you go Tannehill. I like Tannehill. That. Tannehill. 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 Whatever. Uh, not as good as Trevor Lawrence. Okay. Yeah. What else you got? Uh, the Colts. Uh, Matt Ryan. Jettison Carson Wentz. That's what I was thinking. Yes. Matt Ryan. Is Matt so, Ryan better than uh, Trevor Lawrence? Uh, the question is, is an ascending young quarterback better than a descending older veteran who has thrown more interceptions the last couple of years than he had earlier in his well, career? Well, let's turn this into a sex question. Do you want someone new or do you want someone with some, some experience to uh, procreate? Wow. With? I think that's a, I think that's something that people can relate to a little bit more than Ascension and quarterbacks. <laughs> welcome to your money. It's hard welcome, to say. Welcome to your money. Yeah. <laughs> Don, go ahead. <laughs> and uh, now that, uh, <laughs> good God! Now that the Texans have traded, uh, <laughs> we got to keep Tim locked up in that back, I know. Tim, in that Tim, back room with the filing. Tim, you got you to get some sleep, man. Like you're going nuts watching those game shows. <laughs> I just wanted to see if I could stall Don there. Oh my gosh! <laughs> I don't think he missed a beat. I'm no, sorry. No, we, no. Who, who's the Texans quarterback? Well, it wasn't even Deshaun Watson. Davis last Mills. He, yeah, Davis he, Mills. Yeah. He could be, sir. Is he a Danny White type quarterback? If you don't remember, Danny White got the Dallas Cowboys to a couple NFC championship games, never over the hump, and then got benched for some guy named Gary Hogaboom. And so, uh, nowhere to be found anymore, by the way. And Steve Pallor. I know some Cowboys history, don't I, Daniel? You sure do. Yeah, yeah, look at you. And so this is all 80s stuff. So those, I, were, those were some dark days. In I was about days. to say, those were the dark years. We yes. tried to put those behind us. You mean like, we, we don't talk about those. You mean like how the Cowboys haven't really done anything since 1995? Well, you got rid of Jimmy Johnson. Uh, Barry Switzer won the Super Bowl last. Oh, he did that on Jimmy, Jimmy Johnson's, Johnson's coattails. Yeah. I, I wonder if this fellow that the Texans have is... Um, is uh, no, he's not good. He's, uh, he was a third round pick. He's average, but he was surrounded by below yeah. average talent. But so. but Hunter, no first round. Well, who's the? I don't think a quarterback from the last decade chosen in the first round is still starting for their original team. Is that right? I think that's right. Oh, <laughs> well, I guess uh, Aaron Rodgers. I don't know. No, he's he's early two thousands, mid two thousands. You're right. You're right. Yeah. You're right. That's later. sat on the bench for three years. Mahomes. Okay, there you go. Mahomes is still in KC. Mahomes, he he just, yeah. I, but like Mahomes is like it, right? That's it's crazy. It drafted like, in the in the last how long? Did you say first round? First round quarterback. Like Carson Wentz Herbert is not still with the Chargers. Okay, Herbert was the next one that came to my mind. Yeah. Maybe maybe if you just take it back like a couple years, like but they, I you find your quarterbacks. It seems like maybe maybe later rounds. I don't know. I'm not the sports expert here. Don is. I, I, I specialize in Well, lot. Don's a stock expert. Let's go to stocks. Oh, well, let's go We're to Hunter a sports first. Show. We're not a sports show. We're a stock show. We're a show of, Danny, we are a show of multiple talents. <laughs> stock and variety. Wrestling, <laughs> 80s, metal music. Kids, kids show. Yeah. Midnight right. feedings. Game <laughs> shows. Let me tell you something about pro wrestling. Sleep We're, deprivation. Oh, God, please don't go there. What are you talking about? We just lost, we, we lost one of the greatest uh, 
Don, who just passed away? Uh, Scott. Um, Scott Randall? Um, oh. Uh, Ray, Razor, Razor Ramon. Ramon. Yeah, Razor, Razor Ramon. Ramon. Scott, Hall. Scott Hall just passed away uh, yeah. recently from he had a hip replacement surgery and I guess uh, a blood clot. Pretty Got amazing how he went from being a, a, a just a regular white guy at uh, one conference and he was transformed into a uh, Hispanic in uh, WWE by Vince McMahon. I, really, Razor, I, actually, Razor Ramon, I didn't know that. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Had, Razor. I, Right. He went. He went from talking like a Scott normal, Hall, uh, <laughs> Midwestern, to, to say, "Hey man, I am Razor Ramon. The chicas laugh how I use machismo." You know who does that? I, I, I've. You know who does the same? The same thing. Talked like a normal person, and then came up with this whole other persona, and it's made him a gazillion dollars. Gilbert Gottfried, Larry the Cable Guy. Oh, all right. Larry the Cable Guy in one week was telling jokes like. Oh, why did the chicken cross the road? You know why that chicken crossed the road now, don't you? Yeah. yeah. Like, Larry the Cable Guy is the greatest fraud put upon America. I think I've heard that, yeah. He's like, a he's, funny guy. He's not, not traditionally a... Uh, no, he's from yeah. Nebraska, and right. uh, it was like he just did it one night because he was, you know, really trying to find himself. And, right. Uh, it took off. Get her done. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. And then before you know it, he's in all the Cars movies. <laughs> which I've seen multiple times because I've got multiple kids because movies. I'm a specialist in love. That's right. During pandemics. It's true. Hunter, with that, let's go to you, man. What are you watching? Yes, sir, man. I got a smaller list today, uh, but a little bit of a different list. So uh, we're going to start with a commodity and maybe a lesser talked about commodity as of recent, and that is uranium, uh, which... We have owned over uh, at certain points in times over the last year or so. But the reality is, and Tim, you can pull up URA or URNM, either one of those works. They're uh, the two most commonly known ETFs. But what I want to point out here, and you can see it at the bottom of Tim's chart, there's some pretty big volume here as these have pushed higher over the last couple of weeks. Uh, and also, Tim, if you want to pull up an individual in this group, pull up CCJ you'll see a very similar volume pattern on this one, uh, maybe even a little bit more attractive. That, and what I'm talking about is the big green bars at the bottom of uh, Tim's screen relative to the size of the red bars there. So what appears to be going on is some accumulation in this sector, big time buying. Uh, but I would like to say, keep in mind, this is a sector that has often been best to uh, get into on weakness. It can have some really, really really nasty shakeout. So just keep that in mind, but you can see on uranium, on URA, URNM, it's starting to form the right side of that base, forming a cup right here, uh, pretty constructive action here and has held up really well uh, over the last couple of days, just kind of consolidating and going sideways. So uh, something we don't talk about all that often, but some pretty nice price action there on that group. Secondly, Tim, uh, I'm going to cover three semiconductor names that I think our listeners uh, may be a little bit less familiar with too, just not as much uh, of the big popular name. So the first one, Tim, is GFS. Uh, this is a new merchandise semiconductor name. And it is Sorry. volatile, as you can see. You're good, man. Global Foundries is the name of this company. Uh, so only IPO'd last, uh, I believe, October, right around the end of October, beginning of November. Yep. Uh, but as you can see, it's trading near its, its highs. Uh, this is one of those new merchandise names. It's got some big volume. Uh, and it's acting relatively well here compared to a lot of the other semis, which are not at their highs. So uh, GFS, a new name that's kind of 
uh, stepped onto the scene. Some other names that are less talked about here, ON, which is on semiconductor, uh, pretty constructive chart, didn't really have as bad of a pullback as a lot of the other semiconductors have had. Uh, this one continues to look pretty well. And then another similar pattern, MRVL, Marvell, uh, very similar kind of to what you see with on there, reclaiming the 50, getting back above those key moving averages, uh, relatively close to the bottom of the range, if you will, um, as opposed to the top on both of those. So uh, three semiconductor names that are less talked about, not your AMDs and your NVIDIAs and those types of names. And then lastly, Tim, I'm going to go to the travel sector. And I most of these names are going to be down a decent little bit today, but the thesis is still there. So Tim, first name, can you pull up A, B, and B? And so what we want to point out here is it's back above the 200 day, uh, back above the 50, the 21. We actually have the 21 crossing up through the 50 day today. We have the eight crossing up through the 200 day today. We've got some positive things going on here for Airbnb. We've got some positive things going on for another name in the space, EXPE, which is down a little bit today. Uh, but similarly, a big reclaim of the key moving averages. So undercut the 200, got back above, and has really just been consolidating right here above the 50 and the 21. Another pretty constructive looking chart here. And lastly, in the same kind of group, MAR, Marriott Hotels, uh, a very, very similar chart to what you see with EXPE, almost identical actually over the last three or four weeks. So the travel slash leisure sector, uh, showing some nice action, nice consolidation over the last few days and uh, starting to look pretty well. A lot of these charts are actually much closer to their highs than the S&P or the Qs or the NASDAQ and what have you. So uh, worth paying attention to there. But that is all I've got today, Tim. Awesomeness, awesomeness. Don, uh, any moves you want to discuss? Um, 21 over 21, what people can watch uh, in your uh, weekend review video? Yeah, uh, all 21 of last Friday's 21 over the 21 are still over the 21. That speaks to the health of the overall market. Uh, it's been a, uh, a lockout rally type of move. Uh, this week, one little blip on Wednesday when there were some negative comments by one of the uh, Fed speakers, but the market has been very resilient. In fact, we made re recovery highs around 10.30, 10.45 Eastern time when we started this. And then uh, reports of a Houthi missile attack hitting the Saudi Aramco uh, plant in um, is on fire Apparently a massive fire and oil spiked and the market sold off about a percent. It's coming back a little bit since then. So um, always something is interesting going on with the geopolitical situation in addition to uh, the higher dollar, inflation, Fed tapering, rising interest rates. Where, where did that missile come from, Don? Uh, the Houthis, H-O-U-T-H-I. I think that that's a... Um, Danny's our geopolitical specialist. He's uh, there's been an in, uh, about mid mid east uh, civil war type thing going on for for a while. Um, That's interesting. Me, I'm I'm definitely not the expert on it, but I can read the chart when something happens. Um, <laughs> That's the main thing. Which look at that look at that crude. Um, that's a that's a pretty chart of crude. Now I'm curious what gold. 
Yeah, I, show the intraday, you can see the pop, and then yeah, the, yeah there's. I'll do both. So this is gold, real quick. We'll do just do five minute chart on gold futures, and then we'll do crude. Gold not really uh, impacted that much, but off the lows. Uh, do crude, and then do the S and P. Do an intraday on uh, crude. Here's crude spiking from one oh nine up to one. That's a big move. Yeah, and then um, and then that corresponded with a reversal in uh, the S and P. We'll see what happens. We're uh, we're marked. So as far as uh, as far as what's going on uh, with our portfolios, we've added action based on um, what we review in the tail of the tape in the videos. As we uh, you know break across the twenty one, break across the fifty, break across the two hundred, we had a back test, and it held the last couple of days. Which as long as those uh, the lows of the last three days hold on the S&P and the NASDAQ 100. The market is looking uh, pretty resilient, looking pretty good. Uh, there's been improvement in leadership. We upgraded uh, leaders to bullish. Our short term, we've upgraded to bullish. And uh, we can get across the 50-day moving average and the 200 and the re uh, rest of the indexes with some continued sustained power uh, will be, uh, we'll be set up for the position to where uh, the setup on the market where it's bullish going forward based on the position of the indexes versus their moving averages. Uh, of course, we've got a downside. We've got a bear case as always. And if we start failing and breaking those moving averages, uh, we'll lock in some of the profits that we've made since we re-entered. Uh, but for now, the, the uh, market bottomed on 314 and has been rallying pretty strong since then. Um Market March market bottoms are always interesting to me. The big one that stands out is the uh, 2009 March. Oh, 2020 COVID. Well, yeah. Well, that's the end of March. Yeah. But yeah, March 23rd. Yeah. Yeah. Mar market March market bottoms are super interesting. So always something to think about. This so, was a this was a complete. You know, the, the this coincided. This rally coincided with the rise in interest rates. So it's really uh, yeah. sell the news in reverse. This was a buy the news as uh, the worst case seemed to be priced in and the uh, the Fed head Powell confirmed it. Kind of relief and, uh, rally. It's out of the way now. Now yeah. the uncertainty's got out, out of the way. Yeah. But but and by it, the way, it's folks, a relief rally, but but that relief rally got through a lot of various important resistance areas. So as long as that resistance looks to support on any pullback in the market now. Uh, that that will maintain a healthy posture for the market, and that's why that's why right now in this particular environment, I, active management I think is very important because like back in 2020, COVID, the the bottom was on March 23rd, and the markets were down you know 30, 35 percent depending on the index you're looking at, and from March 24th to the end of the month, it because Fed, the Fed started saying the right things and started you know saying they're going to support. It was up 15% just in the last 10 days. March 9th, yeah. 2009. When, when, I mean, coming yeah. out of the Great Recession. Yeah, that was the bottom, yeah. Yeah, and yeah. so it's, it hits when you least, it's a really good reminder that just because you don't think it can have, like we were talking about Michael Pento earlier. When it's, yes, when it, folks, when it's time to buy, now that's assuming you sold some stuff and have some cash on the sidelines and you didn't write it all the way down. If you wrote it all the way down, then. Your, Bob's your SO, uncle, uh, yeah. yeah, SOL. But if you if you had cash when it's time to buy, it absolutely will not feel right. You will think, what are these guys? Do? What? Yeah. And that's why you got to follow the charts. That's why price and volume 
is truth. It's not what Tim thinks. It's not what I think. And it's not what Zach thinks. Zach thinks that this is the funnest show he produces. <laughs> That's what Zach thinks. Um, all right, Danny, listen, I, I want to, I've got uh, <laughs> one last thing potentially here. So do me a favor. I want, the, do you want, hold on. I'll do the short version. Do you want limited fake Danny to do the outro so you can watch limited fake Danny do the outro? Or do you want real Danny to do the outro? What do you think, Zach? Let's ask a professional. I'll be honest. I don't know if the graphic assets for limited fake Danny are quite ready, but we did okay last week. I mean, it came off. All all right. Right. Yeah, by, you... by, by the way, next week, before we forget, I want to tell you right now, oh, I've got this great article I want to talk about, about your one of your favorite topics, 12B1 fees. Oh, right, right. And how the SEC is absolutely going after these people trying to scalp them, yeah. even though they may or may not, they may be overstepping a little bit. I'll take the devil's advocate argument. I'll take the other side of the argument that I know you would give, Tim. Sure. But we'll talk about that next I'll tell week. you what. If you can just get Danny's uh, I, head over. I, I, I got it pretty good, actually. Yeah, let's see it. Let's, let's, uh, Don, if you, could, if you could not move a lot and just do your thing, I think it'll that'd work. That'd be awesome. Yeah. yeah, so let's have limited fake Danny Yeah. Uh, do the close. Let me get the... the I like the real Danny. Can, did you get the jaw to flap? <laughs> oh, <laughs> not, oh, not yet. Don, no, no, that's Don. coming. Yeah, the jaw flapping is a, an important part. Be careful, Don. I may not send you your socks. <laughs> <laughs> Just amazing. All right, I, I got sorry, it. I got Dan. it. We're ready. All right, let's go. Come go on, come on, limited fake Danny. All right, folks. Let's... No, limited fake Danny. It's oh, not, not you, Dan. I'm not even doing anything. No. Oh, no, that's no. All right, go ahead. Go ahead. All right, folks. If you like what you heard, tell a friend, <laughs> tell a neighbor, send them to revereasset.com. We don't try to spam you. <laughs> we uh, just provide great information. And, uh... <laughs> it's pretty good. Tell, tell them where to find us, Don. On your money. <laughs> he butchered that. He forgot to tell him. Oh, right. Tell him to go to revereasset.com. You can email any of us. 855-REAL-WEALTH. Yeah, 855-REAL-WEALTH. Listen, stock nerds and market lovers. We love you. We love well, having limited. It's, it's, it's limited. <laughs> yeah. limited. It's, it's not the. It's not grandiose. It's limited. Um, it's like a Ford Torino. Um, listen, we we love you, stock nerds and market lovers. We want to have fun with you. Uh, no other. Do you think there's another finance show and and stock show? I'm certain there's yeah, not. There's not. If you do want to contact us, just, all the, just go to um, contact on the new website. You'll get this little form. You can send it in. You can call. You can hit the little button. If you want to see our email addresses, hit about, hit the, hit the about, that Canadian say about. Uh, scroll down and you'll see all of our information right here. And then one beautiful last thing. So let me show you the put call ratio. Let me pull it up here. That's super interesting. Put call ratio is bad. And so um, when the put call ratio is up here and high and this 10 day moving average is uh, kind of pointing upwards, typically in that 0.9 zone for the 10-day moving average. You're fine. Markets have already pulled back a little bit, and you're looking for bottom. Uh, this thing is pointing lower, and uh, this is a super bearish reading, meaning everyone has got calls down here. This signifies that a lot of folks have calls, and the market tends to do the opposite of what, uh, what you think it's going to do. And I think that is something to absolutely positively watch. Uh, as we head into uh, next week. And so with that, Danny. We'll talk. To, we're not doing fake Danny. We'll talk. <laughs> <laughs> no, not this one. We'll, we'll talk to you next week on your money. <laughs>